Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're listening to this, it's because you want to hear our uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. So kick back, grab a snack, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. Not a bad opening there. No, nailed it. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, we have a couple of fun things to talk about. It might be a shorter episode today, but it's kind of mostly doing it some movie news sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to kick it off with some box office stuff, if that's fine with you, because I think it leads right into the next thing we'd like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Take it away. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, let's just do the kind of the top five for the weekend. Okay. Nope, coming in number one, and from the weekend of February 21st to 23rd, was Sonic the Hedgehog, coming in at 26.2 million in its second weekend, I believe. Uh, the Call of the Wild comes in in its first weekend at twenty four point eight million, which did above expectations. But that movie was made for one hundred and ten million dollars. It's not going to make its fucking money back. Probably, no, probably not. Uh, Birds of Prey came in third with another six point eight million, and Bad Boys for Life came in fourth with another five point eight million, and Brahms the Boy Two came in at five point eight million in fifth. Birds of Prey, while not a flop, mm-hmm. is not performing as well as it hoped, mm-hmm. and so it's got some a little bit more trudging to do to break even. But it might. It very well might. Sonic has made $200 million worldwide now without releasing in China because mm-hmm. of the whole coronavirus thing. But um, it hasn't broken even yet, but it's most definitely on a path to do so. And yeah. Within maybe the next few weeks, it will break even and start earning profits for the studio. Um, but yeah, those are the top five in the box office. Just figured that'd be interesting to take a look at. Absolutely. And something that I wanted to lead into the story you wanted to talk about today mm-hmm. was Sonic, obviously, number one, two weeks in a row, is a video game adaptation film. And, you know, you kind of wanted to talk about, if I'm correct, just video game movies in the past, the most recent successes we've had and what that could mean for the future. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as we all know, like, video game has never translated well into film. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both critically and financially. Correct, yeah. Um, However, last year with Detective Pikachu kind of broke the barrier on that, uh, making... I think it had, like, the biggest opening weekend for a video game movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I actually have Rotten Tomatoes pulled up right now, which I know a lot of people don't uh, follow that directly, and I don't blame them. Um, but critically, it's at 69%, which is uh, considered fresh with critics, and then the audience score is 79%. Um, so across the board, uh, pretty loved. Uh, I know for myself and a lot of other Pokemon fans, we genuinely loved this film. It was a lot of fun. Uh it did the video game adaptation very uh, spot on. It didn't. It wasn't too much in your face with it. It was a very, it was a very uh, healthy balance of what a movie should be, and with the video mm-hmm. game backdrop. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, with Sonic being number one two weeks in a row, uh, I think it has a lot to do with the reviews and the positive feedback that it's getting. So, on the critic side, it has sixty three percent, which again is still considered fresh. And then 94 audience score, which is a lot higher than Detective Pikachu. And this actually had the biggest opening for a video game, beating Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping, because uh, growing up, I, like myself, a lot of, uh, like mm-hmm. a lot of other people, played video games growing up. Uh, so I hope that this is the right path to seeing better video game adaptations. Because mm-hmm. uh, very similar to Detective Pikachu, I felt like this wasn't like in your face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the redesign had a lot to do with the consensus across fans. However, I can't speak for everyone. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was a lot of fun. And I hope that this leads into a more successful genre of video mm-hmm. game adaptations. Because I know Mortal Kombat is going to... Uh, be releasing in the next few years, I believe. So is Uncharted with Tom Holland? Yeah. 
Uh, so I'm very excited to see if this is going to lay out the groundwork for the future of video game movies. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I have a few thoughts. I'm taking sort of my personal feelings about the Sonic movie out because I didn't like the movie as much as you did. I didn't hate it, but it didn't quite work for me. However, there's no denying that it is going to become a success at the box office, not by a whole huge margin, but more than some people thought that it would in the first place. And um, with you know a success like this movie and with Detective Pikachu, that movie made four hundred something million dollars worldwide, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. And um, if this movie can make anywhere near that, or it's looking like it's going to possibly make more than that, um, we're definitely going to see some more video game movies. But I also think that there's sort of video games being adapted across several different platforms. Like you have uh, The Witcher on Netflix, and that is a TV show. And yes, mm-hmm. it's based off books, but. The Witcher got most of its popularity from the Witcher 3 video game. Yeah. And you also um, have on Showtime, with it's either next year or the year after, there's a Halo Showtime series coming out. Okay, I didn't know about which that. Which, it was going to be a movie, and then it was in development hell, and now it's a Showtime series. And apparently, I don't know if they started shooting, but I know that they have a cast. Okay. And they're getting, if they're not shooting already, they're getting ready to. And uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. But also, just, you know, with like movies like Uncharted coming out, Mortal Kombat, um, specifically Uncharted. Uncharted's had a troubled production history so far. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Tom Holland stays committed. He says it's a really good script. Um, Mark Wahlberg is, is going to play Sully or Scully, whatever. I'm unfamiliar. Sully. Sully in the, the movie, which is funny because years ago he was in negotiations to play Nathan Drake, but now he's oh, older. Oh, really? Yeah. But now oh. he's older, so they're making they're going to go with the younger Nathan Drake. Um, that movie keeps getting pushed back, keeps losing directors. We don't know who the director is right now. Mm-hmm. Last we heard, it was supposed to be Travis Knight, which would have been an excellent choice. Uh, of Bumblebee and Kubo. And Kubo. But it, it was said that he stepped away because they have a new filming schedule, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been word on who the new director is, even though it starts shooting like in next week. Oh, wow. However, it's rumored that it's going to be Ruben Fletcher. Of, of uh, Zombieland and, and Venom. Venom. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. it's rumored, but nothing's really been officially confirmed by the studio who's directing this film. I think we'll get that confirmation with the day one of filming, whenever it starts. Absolutely. But, um, you know, obviously, success is going to mostly be determined by if the movie's good. Mm-hmm. And mostly for opening weekend purposes by its marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Because what studios have kind of learned with video game movies is that gamers want to stay home and game. They don't really give a shit if they make a movie about what they're gaming on. Mm-hmm. Not like, because it was fascinating, like when you look at like comic book movies, video games have a lot, much bigger audience than comic books do. Mm-hmm. Yet these comic book movies are doing so much better than video games. And the reason for that is because a comic book and a movie are very similar experiences. You open it and you consume what you're seeing. Where video games are more, you're in charge of what happens. And when, f- when fans go to see movies, they don't really have a say into what's going on. They're just sort of absorbing it, and that's a completely different experience than the gaming experience, which is why I think you haven't had like a billion-dollar video game movie yet. Mm-hmm. Unless maybe they do something like Bandersnatch on Netflix where you can do like a choose-your-own-adventure video game movie. Yeah. Until you see something like that, you're not going to see them be as popular, I don't think. However, that okay. doesn't mean they can't be successful mm-hmm. like Sonic, like Detective Pikachu. But with that being mo- said, Detective Pikachu is profitable by a little bit. Sonic, we don't know yet because the final numbers aren't out. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had a complete runaway monster hit with a video game movie yet. Now, that could be Uncharted. Now, do you think when that happens that that will be the breakthrough that video game genre needs? It's all dependent. It's, it's all dependent on the quality of those films, and it's also dependent on if the audience is there. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, unless you're enticing gamers to not game and go to the movies... Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the, quite the big turnout that you thought you did. I think the reason Sonic is doing well is because there's no such thing as bad press. 
and that original design was all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the internet. Everyone heard about this. They fixed it. Whether you thought it was a good idea or a bad idea, beside the point. The point is being it stayed it it stayed in the conversation in the public eye, and it worked, and people mm-hmm. went to go see it. And also, it was aimed towards children, which is always going to do well, especially when there were no other kids' movies out at the time. Yeah. So it did a good job marketing wise, and um, you know, you really got to give kudos to the team on that. But um, you know, video game movies kind of have to play that strategy because, like, look at Tomb Raider for example. That wasn't a huge failure, but it wasn't a success either. Mm-hmm. It might have just gotten under breaking even or broke even. I don't remember the exact numbers on that, but it didn't do as well as they thought it would. Yeah. And that was a big Tomb Raider's a huge game, and just the audience was not there for it. And those trailers were pretty good. Like that had a really nice marketing campaign. So I think it's really going to be about how they're telling the stories. Is there going to be a new creative way you tell this, you adapt this into a film? Because mm-hmm. you can't just take the game and put it onto the film. It's not going to translate well. It's not going to work. Yeah. Which where I will commend Sonic, even though I don't love that movie, it did do a good job trying its best to convert something to work for a movie rather than just carbon copying the game. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think the the point I'm trying to get across is I don't know when or if video game movies are even going to break out. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if they will, it's going to take four or five solid video game projects. Or like if the Halo series is really good, if Uncharted's really good, if Mortal Kombat's really good. If you start picking that up and you start getting a quality, mm-hmm. like a bunch of quality movies in a row, then you're going to see audiences start to grow. You're going to see those fan bases start to grow because people are going to check out the games and then mm-hmm. go see the movie because they weren't fans of the game originally. Yeah. So I think it's going to have to slowly spread, but you need like four or five in a row mm-hmm. that are just bam, 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 bam. And it also depends on the studios behind them, too, because yes. I don't know if this was the same studio as uh, Pikachu. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, know who, who made them mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But it all, all it takes is, like, one studio to really just ruin everything for it, be a uh, bad ad- adaptation, and then everyone be like, ah, oh, this is just how it's going to be, and then not come out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, comic movies with Marvel, like, Marvel is the front runner in comic book movies, which mm-hmm. is why they're always solid. Um, so I feel, I feel like if everyone can just, every studio can get behind and make like one good video game adaptation, then, you know, we could see that. But like you, I'm kind of in the boat of like, uh, let's see if we have a few more. I think that this is like a good starting point with P- uh, Detective Pikachu and Sonic. Yeah. Especially since, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they leave this Sonic movie open for a second one. Mm-hmm. Um... Which I'm sure, as a, by the way, I never talked to you. As a Sonic fan, did that please you? Oh, very much so. Okay. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better was if Ugandan Knuckles showed up. Because <laughs> I Do you love know that the way? No, but uh, when Nick and I saw it, we won't spoil what happens, but when Nick and I watched it and that happened, I was like, oh, I literally looked at him, I was like, Ryan's going to lose his mind. I, I lost my shit when mm-hmm. that character showed up. My whole theater went pretty yeah. nuts. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I... I, I was freaking out a lot during that movie because I love the Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot of fun. So everything that they did, like even with the shoes, I thought that was so well done. I thought that was fucking stupid. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I it's thought it was fun. stupid at first. And then yeah. she came back with the red shoes and I was like, that's good. That's good. <sighs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. Okay, but like, I, yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna make this argument about Sonic. We're not gonna do it. But uh, the redesign was a fucking A plus in my book. I don't think it made the movie any better or worse, though. I still stand by that. Like, if, even if it was still the same, admittedly not as good design, 
the story doesn't change, the performance doesn't change, the animation, like like actual movements, don't change. Nothing else changes, and it's still the I would have I would have walked out that movie this thinking the same exact thing that I thought, regardless of how the design looked. And I know that they didn't spend too much redesign. I think it was only like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. But had they spent five million dollars on another draft, and actually did something that like made the movie better, that's more money well spent than. God, you fucking got me to do it. You now, got me do to fucking you think, make this about this. Do you think this movie made this kind of money because of the bad press and because of the whole redesign thing? Or do you think it would have made about the same? I don't think it would have made as much, but I'm not talking a wide margin. Okay. Like, I think it opened to, I, I want to say, 60 or like 53 over the three-day weekend, then over the four-day, it was like almost 70. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say it opened to 55. I think you might, might have opened to 49, 48. You think so? Yeah. I don't think it would have been that close. But, but, you, but you have to understand, that kind of opening, while it's solid, it's not gangbusters everyone in America went to watch that movie. Yeah. And the people who were going to go watch it were going anyway. I will say... Me personally, and I know I can't speak for everyone, I was mm-hmm. not going to watch that if they did not redesign him. God, they redesigned him, and I, I'm i a man of my word. They redesigned him. Mm-hmm. People spent hours redesigning him. I will go, I will go out and, and support that And the VFX that company went out of business. Did they? Yes. Oh, well. Uh, but you know. Shame. <laughs> Shame. No, um, but yeah. God, you got me to talk about Sonic. I fucking hate you. It's great though. No, but it's a um, great movie. Not great. No, it's not a great movie. It's a it's a good fun movie. Moving on. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, buddy? Uh, there's a couple stories, uh, just news stories I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, they're doing a remake of Little Shop of Horrors. So I heard it's another remake. The famous one with Rick Moranis. It is a remake, but uh, it's like the most famous one. And Steve Martin, so good. It's it's wonderful if you haven't watched it. I actually haven't. It's but are you surprised? It's no. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's just like it, your heart, just everything. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and it's a musical. No. Yeah, but I but, but I, it's so whack. Okay. That you'd like it. Like okay. it's about a talking plant that eats people. Right. And it's beautiful. And Rick Moranis is the lead. Mm-hmm. So it's like this average Joe kind of guy as the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like who they want. Like okay, for example. Taron Taron Edgerton is in talks to play that role. Okay, which is a little bit baffling to me because they're probably going in a new direction with the character, and that's totally fine. But to me, part of the appeal of the original was like that Rick Moranis was just a normal dude. Mm -hmm. But I mean, hey, clearly they're going with beautiful Taron Egerton. They're going to go a little bit direction. I'm I'm down for it. I mean, if they're singing, Taron has a beautiful voice. Yes, yes. And Scarlett Johansson is in talks to play the Audrey the uh, plant. Okay, the voice. Now, Hollywood Reporter also is officially reporting in an exclusive that Chris Evans is in talks to star in the movie as well, but he'd be playing the dentist, Oren Scrivello. I think it's Scrivello. I think you pronounce it maybe Scrivello. Mm-hmm. That was originally played by Steve Martin, which is such an awesome role in the original. And Chris Evans, especially coming off of his sort of douchey attitude and knives out mm-hmm. is the per- I think that this is a great casting and I didn't realize Greg Berlanti's doing the movie that's pretty cool he does like all the Flash and Arrow TV shows and shit. oh cool yeah but that's interesting and he also did uh, Love Simon okay uh, but yeah no but that's interesting but yeah but, but just um, I know you haven't seen it but what are your what are your thoughts on Chris Evans joining this what is going to be a seemingly stacked cast musical movie 
It's funny. He left the MCU and is getting into these movies with a huge cast and a huge big name movie um, with Knives Out. That was a huge cast. Uh, big name Ryan Johnson. And now he's getting into a Little Shop of Horrors remake. Um, as far as the movie goes, I can't really speak too much because I haven't seen the original remake. Um, but ultimately, ultimately, we'll see. Obviously, before that movie comes out, I will go out of my way and watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not to compare them, but just to see yeah. kind of like what the hype is about. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I think Chris Evans is a great actor. Uh, we'll see. So I, I, I don't have too much to say about it. Yeah, something that is uh, really cool is... Um, sorry, I'm trying to do this in time at the same time. You're good. Something that's really cool is the reason why the original film, not the... Remake. remake. Not the original like remake. The one from the, the original. 50s. Yeah. The reason that's famous is because the movie was shot in three days. No shit. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, I which I have not seen the whole thing. I've just seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. But you can tell they're kind of like, but, 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 okay. And then they're like, it's like next scene. Like, they're just trying to yeah. go. But I, that's just really fascinating because anyone who's, like, any ever attempted to, like, try and make a movie, like, Shooting like a feature length film in three days is a nightmare. Hell, I shoot short films in three days and that is a nightmare. So, yeah. Shit. It's, yeah. How they did that, especially at the time, is absolutely baffling to me. So, yes. Must not be a very big budget then, just being able to get everything, through everything. Oh, yeah, fast. no, the, the old old one, yeah, it was made for like nothing. Yes. Good, good on them. Yeah, good on them. Good on them. Honestly, I would love, it's like, all right, Avengers 6 is going to be shot in seven days. Like, I'm... I would love God. to just see some bullshit of just, like, actors, like, out of breath with water, like, can barely hold on. It's like, next scene, get your asses in here. They're just, like, struggling into the, the green skin room, like, I'm sorry, Mr. Feige, my feet hurt. <laughs> uh, okay. More news. Yeah, bring it on. You like Star Wars? I'd say so. I also like Star Wars. I'd say so. Wow. Who would have thought? Wouldn't you know it? A new Star Wars project has been announced. What? And uh, it's directed by George Lucas. What? I don't know where or why he decided <laughs> to say that. But I would like the good people to know, all 11 of you watching this, no. <laughs> George Lucas is not directing a new Star Wars project. Shame. No, did you see some of those fucking bullshit articles? Dude, I saw no shit. And this is fake as fuck, but I, I... No shit. How do you not laugh? I saw an article that said Kathleen Kennedy was banned from the set of Mandalorian Season 2. The top dog at... The president of Lucasfilm. And that Jon Favreau called George Lucas to come help him out. I actually saw a report who was trying to be fucking serious... And run that like people wouldn't fucking laugh in their oh faces. Oh my god. A couple of dipshits fell for it, but mostly people in the right place were like, dude, you are full of shit. What the fuck is this? What? Yeah. No, that, the god. top dog at Lucasfilm was banned from her own set. It doesn't make any fucking what? sense. Why? Why people just think that that's a good idea to run shit like that? Like, it, it, I'm visibly upset. Because <laughs> you can't get out of that grave once you dug it. Like, no, and, and it's just like... How do, look okay? If you're gonna pass a fake story, make it realistically fake. Yeah. Don't make it so obviously fucking stupid. You are insulting everyone. That you're damaging who, your own reputation yeah. as a journalist. Yeah. It, 
okay. Fucking, you got me doing this again. Anyway, story <laughs> is, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Yeah. And it is being developed by the director of Slate and the writer of Luke Cage. But here's what's interesting about it. Okay. Um, it's in very, very early stages. I'm reading this off Variety, but I believe Hollywood Reporter and Deadline got the scoops. Um, it's being currently being developed by the director of Slate and the uh, which J.D. Dillard and the writer of Luke Cage, Matt Owens. He also wrote some Agents of Shield. Okay. And should the project land a green light, it would be the first time black filmmakers were leading a Star Wars film, which is very cool. Yeah. However, something that has been in like all of the major trades things is they have no idea what the plot is. They have no idea who the characters are. They have no idea when it takes place. But the most more interesting fact. No, none of their sources or insiders have confirmed whether it is a theatrical release or a Disney Plus project. But they have confirmed that it is a film and not a series. Which brings up the point, if Disney Plus is even a consideration for a feature film, are we going to start seeing Star Wars original films on Disney Plus? And if... It, now, this is all hypothetical... For all we know, this movie gets canceled tomorrow, yeah. or it does get a theatrical release, and there's no year attached to it or anything. Who knows? And it might not even get greenlit after the initial stages. Mm-hmm. But assuming, just for the sake of the argument, it is happening, and it's a Disney Plus original Star Wars movie. Fucking cars out there. How does that make you feel? And would that be an idea that you're open to, considering the fact that they have had success with TV shows like The Mandalorian? And... I think it might be a good outlet to make lower-budget Star Wars films that they don't have to release theatrically. I think if this was an option that was available a few years ago, mm-hmm. we would get the... Uh, what are their names? They did the uh, Spider-Verse movie. Oh, Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. I think if this option was available years ago, we would have gotten the Lord and Miller Solo movie. But I don't know how I feel about it personally because Mm -hmm. I enjoy the atmosphere of going to a theater and watching Star Wars. So do I. The only thing that rivals that is Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah. Big, colossal moments like that. You like Star Wars having a spectacle that requires a theatrical experience. Correct. Uh... I mean, if it comes out on Disney+, Plus, I agree that they could go for a cheaper route. Mm-hmm. However, with the cheaper route, you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah. So that's kind of my mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Um, I think that you could be more creative storytelling-wise and visually with these straight-to-Disney Plus movies because they could take a little bit more of a risk. They're not really losing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they may not get a lot of views on those movies, but it won't be high risk, high reward yeah. kind of a deal. Whereas like releasing uh, Star Wars movies in theaters is a little bit more risky because you don't know if people are going to go out and see it. Right. Right. Um, I see your points and I don't disagree with them, mm-hmm. but I don't know how I feel about it yet. And uh, like I said, this is all hypothetical. Like we could find out tomorrow, like, Oh, it's theatrical or oh, it's not even happening, you know, but Assuming that they are considering making Disney Plus feature films as, like, Disney Plus originals for Star Wars, I don't love the idea, but I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. I think that if you make a great film and you put it on Disney Plus, well, one, that's going to attract a lot of subscribers to re-sign up. Yeah. 
which is how they make their money. Two, if it's really bad, you can just be like, oh, well, it's a Disney Plus one. It's not a real, you know, it's not a real Star Wars movie. You know, you have that scapegoat, which you shouldn't have. Yeah, you shouldn't have it. I feel like that's just the cheap but, route. I agree, but it's still there. And also, with the Disney Plus route, if you make a film that rallies a lot of attention, rallies so much audience input, so much social media interaction, that you can take characters from your Disney Plus original movie, put them in the next theatrical movie, and people will go apeshit, and that boost your box office sales. Yeah. So it could all be like a sort of marketing tactic. So I think it depends on their end goal, and it depends on... You know, what type of story are they saving for Disney Plus? What type of story do they save for the theater? You know, are they mm-hmm. only going to be doing episodic movies in the theater and then the spinoffs are on Disney Plus from now on? Because, you know, the failure of Solo, which is unfortunate, but like, is that is that is that what's going to happen there? Because that would be an interesting idea. Yeah. But even then, I sort of like the idea of spinoff Star Wars theatrical movies being in theaters. Like, you know, seeing the last act of Rogue One on the big screen was fucking amazing. Seeing, um, I even liked Solo. Seeing Solo on the big screen was awesome. And, you know, it does it rob you of that theatrical experience? Yes, but it also, I think, opens up the avenue for more people to see original Star Wars content that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise gone out to see. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be on Disney Plus anyways, so why not throw it to the theaters and save get money. your big bucks, yeah. then release it to mm-hmm. Disney Plus? So, so, so you, you see how I'm kind of back and forth on the idea of it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest... If you were to ask me right now to pick a side, I don't support it. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never seen Slate, the director that this film, the film that this director's made. Mm-hmm. But I, I heard it wasn't great. But I've, I, I also know that there are some people who are really fans of it, and some people think it might become like a cult status movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a sci-fi film. But I do love Luke Cage. I love Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. With Matt Owens coming on board. I mean, if you can tell a great story, then it doesn't really matter what property you have. You exactly, can, exactly. You can tell a great story. But but with this team, and just going back to just the movie itself, whatever yeah. story they decide to come up with, I'm excited about it. It's a new Star Wars. Excuse me, it's a new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that regard, I'm excited. But I am curious as to if it's going to be a Disney Plus release or if it's going to be a theatrical release. Because they wouldn't have pointed that out in the article had that not been an actual thing of speculation amongst the inside sources. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just love going to the theater and hearing the Star Wars music queue up and mm-hmm. the title scroll. Like, nothing beats that. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. But uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Disney is going to be making these movies straight to Disney Plus yeah. to get viewership. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add for today's show, Mr. Warner? No, that's uh, really all I had. I just wanted to talk about the video game genre, and yeah. hopefully, uh, we'll see a big, big genre come up in the next few years. Yeah. But ultimately, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, awesome. You tell the good people where they can find us, sir. Yeah, so on Facebook, you can find us at Movie Nights, and Twitter and Instagram at Knights underscore Movie. Thank you very much. Yeah, and nailed like, it that time. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that's where you can find us on social media. Please subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash Movie Nights. And if you'd like to listen to the audio, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. Uh, maybe there's another one. Who knows? Yeah. Well, for all you new subscribers, because I know that we have gained a bunch, yes. and thank you very much for subscribing. Thank you, uh, thank you so just much. for you guys, uh, we do do weekly podcasts where we just t- kind of talk about movies, keep it mm-hmm. very casual. 
Um, but we do have some other series going on. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're going to try and restart making some more videos throughout the week once our schedules get back on yeah. set. And uh, so we're going to be making a whole lot of new things, which is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.